Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Hadley Heath Manning, IWF Senior Policy Analyst, and today I'm here with Julie Gunlock, Director of our Culture of Alarmism Project at the Independent Women's Forum. And we're going to be discussing uh, the recent presidential election and specifically how we address certain topics as parents when we're talking to our children. And uh, I'm recently a new parent. I have a daughter who's about three months old. Julie has three boys of her own. So, Julie, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to our discussion. Let's just hope no one interrupts us, right? But right. Yeah, this is gonna... <laughs> Do you hear my baby in the background? She's like yeah, making she... some squeals. Yeah, my, my kids are watching some sort of inappropriate cartoon and laughing uproariously. So hopefully they, you can't hear them as well. Well, at least, at least they're not watching the news because the news is very scary these days. It's always scary, right? That's what the culture of alarmism is about, about pushing yes, back on yes, oversteering of America. Yeah, <laughs> Every, Everything's terrifying. Yes, indeed. So uh, recently there was sort of a hullabaloo in the world of parent blogging about the presidential election and some other yeah. topics uh, like patriotism and um, civics and, you know, h- how we explain current events to our kids. Um, from what I understand, some um, probably Hillary Clinton supporters were very distraught about the results of the election and they were concerned about how to relate this news to their kids. And and I know, you know, depending on kids' ages, they, they are aware that we're having yeah. major national elections. So what advice do you have, Julie, for how to talk to our kids about current events, especially how they relate to politics? Well, uh, excuse me while I give you a very long answer, but I am going to give you a long answer because it is it's a complicated issue. And I wrote a piece on Acculturated, and it's available at acculturated.com and also at IWF.com, about this very issue. And the the reason I wrote this piece was uh, because on election, the morning after the election day, um, I saw some pretty astonishingly dramatic reactions to the election. Um, And it's funny, I actually put on, on, in this article, I started off saying that... uh, the morning after the election, I vowed not to go on Facebook, and then I promptly logged on. And that's true. I, I woke up, I talked to my husband, I was you know, getting the kids' uh, lunches ready, and I said, I am just not going to go on Facebook. I just do not want to see all the, the drama. And then seconds later, I was on Facebook, because I have no self-control. So I went on Facebook, and, you know, obviously, no surprise, it was filled with I mean, I, I can't even say dramatic. I mean, there's not a word. I don't know that there's a word that captures. My vocabulary isn't, isn't big enough to really capture the drama that I was seeing on Facebook. But I will give you an example, and I'll, gi- I'll give you a few examples. And I, I wrote about these things in my piece where I talked about how one woman said that she wept in her daughter's arms, leading to, wow. her, elementary aged, uh, leading to her elementary aged daughter to reassure her, not the other way around. Another mom said that she, quote, broke the news to her kids, who then proceeded to cry because they were worried about the future of the world. Now, you can only imagine how she broke that news. It wasn't like, hey, Donald Trump won. You know, I, I, I remember one writer for The Federalist, Molly Hemingway, she said that she, her kids were awake that morning and over cereal. She said, Donald Trump won. And her daughter said, 
okay, and then went back to eating her, sand, her cereal. I mean, I suspect <laughs> she didn't break the news with, in, the, in the same calm manner that Molly did, okay? Another mom talked about how her, her daughter was afraid of what Trump would do to their family, as if Trump was watching their family. And yet another talked about, you know, I'm worried because we have brown skin. And this mother confirmed those worries, okay? So, again, I was really shocked that these parents were – I would I would actually say encouraging this kind of hysteria, and so I so you know I was very disturbed and I cranked out a, a an op-ed on this um, very quickly. I know you too wrote about this, so I want to talk about that. But it really was astonishing, and so my advice to people, and again I I, I apologize. Originally I said this would be a long answer, and it is. But my advice to people was one. Put it in perspective, okay? Tell kids about uh, about some of the things that America has survived. And I listed World War II, World War One, World War Two. Okay, our fight for from independence from a very powerful adversary called the British Empire. Okay, institutional racism, uh, the the fact that women and blacks didn't have the vote. Okay, Indian reservations, um, market crashes. Um, there are there are so prohibition. I, I'm kidding. I just add that one in for my own sake. But the point is, is that America has survived a lot of terrible things. Okay, and so the first thing is you should put it in perspective. The second thing is you should use this as an opportunity for a civics lesson. And one thing I like to talk about is the phrase "loyal opposition." This was a phrase coined in the mid uh, uh, mid 19th century by actually a British parliamentarian. He was talking about being in the opposition of the crown and of the House of Lords, and he was saying, you know, I am, I am, I am, I am um, loyal uh, to my government, but I oppose leadership, and, and we need to remember that that is true for America as well. Um, right now, the Democrats are not in control of either, ha- either um, uh, side of, of the House or Senate, um, either side of Congress, and they're not in charge of the executive branch. So obviously Democrats are feeling a little down the dumps right now, um, but they can still oppose what is happening, and it actually makes our democracy better when people do oppose what the leading party does, what the party of power does. And so I, I, I gave parents those two what I feel are much more reasonable reactions uh, to the election rather than, and I did say this was also in my feed, um, a parent telling her daughter that her future was doomed. I think it is a far better thing to, to use civics and to use some perspective rather than freaking your kids out. Yeah, I think it's always important parents have that role of sort of setting the tone, regardless of what words you choose, the expression on your face and the tone that you're using when you're communicating with your kids. I mean, there are there. Unfortunately, there are moments, you know, where you think back to September 11th, 2001, like I was a child when that took place. I was in eighth grade. And I remember my parents talking with me about that. There are things that, you know, moments as parents, we're going to have to deliver bad news sometimes. And this is, you know, election for some people, it's bad news. For some people, it's good news. For some people, it's sort of meh, you know. Um, But you're going to have to talk to your kids uh, eventually about some kind of tragedy. And uh, even in in tragic moments, you know, maybe best to avoid hysterics and, and hysteria. Um, but, you know, Julie, I think um, there's another issue at work here, and that's sort of um, the fear that some people feel um, about the effect on the culture when we have um, presidential candidates and now a president-elect who uh, has used some rhetoric that might be compared to bullying, you know. And, yeah. um, and so is there any, um, you know, are parents right to be afraid that um, – Sure. 
that that there's going to be an increase in bullying or that, you know, young girls or young um, children who come from families who are Hispanic immigrants or Muslims? I mean, is there any reason why parents might be fearful that when they send their kids to school, bullies are going to be encouraged by some of the rhetoric we've heard this year? Or is that outlandish? No, I'm so glad you asked this. And, you know, I think what's really, really important, and I run this program at IWF called the Reasonable Mom Project, too. And I think part of being reasonable is also not dismissing other people's fears. And that's not what we want to do. Look, I, I, I think every woman at the Independent Women's Forum would agree that some of the language that the president-elect had used in, in, in years past, and even during the election, was unsavory. We, um, we certainly don't agree with everything. Um, but again, I think it's really important that parents not actually scare kids. I think that there, there, there are reasons to, you know, look, I, I think every, I think reasonable people, um, can, can be concerned about whether uh, Trump was elected or whether Hillary was uh, was elected, there were reasons to be concerned uh, w- with a victory of uh, of either candidate, and, and and it's not appropriate to dismiss people's concerns, and and because there are legitimate concerns, um, but I think I again there what, what my piece was about specifically addressed things like weeping in a child's arms and saying, your future is doomed. These reactions to me are unreasonable. Now, talking to your child about the, the appropriateness of certain language and how it's unfortunate that, that someone was elected to the presidency who might have not used appropriate language, I mean, one thing I will say that I really have been proud of, by, uh, of, of, of being sort of you know, more right of center is that um, that I feel like conservatives have always de- sort of demanded um, a higher level of discourse, and so that's been a disappointment. And I don't, I don't think that that I think that if you don't recognize that, I think you are being frankly unreasonable. Um, but I do think that we have to be careful how we present these things to our kids, and I think that a little historical perspective and understanding. Um, sort of the role of opposition in America and the importance of opposition in America really is a way to reassure kids. So, again, I don't want to dismiss people's fears, uh, but I do think we need to be careful. We can really frighten children quite easily, and, and being careful with your language, your body language, the things that you say is very important. Yeah, I think that's a very balanced perspective, Julie, and, and one that I'm sure I'll try to emulate as my daughter uh, gets older, <laughs> that, you know, it's not just, um, yes, there are valid concerns, but we can even balance our concerns about any issue in society with, uh, I hope, a feeling of uh, empowerment for our children, you know, that they can be a part of the solution. You know, if there yeah. is a bully at their school, then there's, thing, there's things that they can do to be a part of um bringing the level of discourse higher and um, sort of preventing some of the bad behaviors that that can come, um, you know, because ki- children are children. And unfortunately, some adults can act like children sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah, I've seen some pretty awful things on Facebook. And I think what's interesting is that many of them are saying it and they're, they're bullying and, and acting hysterical in reaction to the Trump Trump win, which I find so ironic, but I think 
over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see people coming down and we're going to see people. And I want to be very clear, like in my piece, I talked about how I saw similar hysterical reactions from conservative friends in 2008 and 2012. This is not just, you know, coming from like the left of center realm. Like we, we've, we saw the same thing, you know. It's important to remember that in America, we often have the same debates. We we cover the same ground, and um, and so you know who knows. In four years, maybe eight years, um, we'll be back to we'll, the pendulum will swing, and we'll, we'll you know we'll see the kind of the doom and gloom reactions from the right. Um, so I think I, again, I think that's another important perspective to keep. So, Julie, I want to ask you about one last thing, and that's, um, you know, I talked a little bit about the cultural impact of some of the language that uh, political candidates might use. But there's also this phenomenon uh, going on in the world of sports. And I know that you have three young boys. um, And it started, um, I guess it started to get more attention when Colin Kaepernick started to take a knee during the national anthem. And now we've seen um, some high school age students. I've seen pictures of like the entire cheerleading squad at various high schools taking a knee during the national anthem. So as a parent, how do you how do you walk the line between, you know, uh, encouraging your kids to be patriotic, to love their country, to participate in um, norms like the national anthem, and also explaining to them why some people might protest or, um, you know, sort of how do you breach that topic? Yeah, I got to tell you, Hallie, I'm probably not the best person to ask about this, about balancing that, because I would tell my kids if they ever knelt during the national anthem or didn't show complete respect to our flag and the national anthem, I would, I would, I would like kill them. Like they would be grounded for the rest of their lives. So I'm probably not the best person to ask about finding balance on that issue. Um, but I, but I will tell you that, um, I, 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 I will send my children, if my children in any way disrespect the flag, if my children in any way disrespect our veterans or do anything like that, I, you know, I will send them for a nice internship to, like, Iraq or Iran. I mean, I will, I will, there is no yeah. doubt about it that my children will get a lesson in how great America is if they show this kind of disrespect. Now, yeah. that said, I am, again, I'm going to quote Molly Hemingway. She was hilarious on Twitter where she said that she is a big fan of high school students acting more outraged uh, than they actually are if it gets them a day off of school. Um, so in regards to high school students walking out of school because of the elections, God bless them. I mean, if it got them out of some schoolwork, like, why not? Like, I get, I get it. I get it. I probably would have worked. I probably would have act uh, acted all distressed and walked out of school as well if it got me out of a test or if it got me out of having to sit in school one day. So I really don't think we have to take high school students walking out of class that seriously. But I will tell you, as a parent, it is my job to set standards, and it is my job to, uh, to explain to them what they have and how good they have it. So I will have zero patience for my children if they exhibit any sort of rebellion in this area. I will cut off any funding that they have, and I will take away all of their possessions. Um, and teach them what it's like to live in some of these other countries that don't have the freedoms that America has. Um, so probably not the best. I'm sure I won't get a column in parenting, you know, in, in, in some parenting magazine for that. But that's an honest answer. I really don't have any patience, and I won't have any patience if my, par- if my children exhibit this kind of, uh, this kind of activity. 
Yeah, Julia, that totally makes sense. It's a great answer. And I know a, a lot of parents out there will agree with you on that. So thanks again for joining us today for this Working for Women podcast from IWF. Uh, for our listeners who want more information about what we do, we encourage you to visit our website, which is IWF.org. And you can subscribe to and listen to more podcasts like this one. Uh, thanks again, Julie. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.